I'm actually surprised that we haven't gotten some backlash on the most recent episode, Neil. Because we forgot to mention Megas XLR. Oh, that was actually nothing. Yeah. Me- Megas XLR isn't really an anime. Uh... I know, I know. I, I kind of commented on that. I'm like, yeah, it, it kind of is inspired by anime, but it really doesn't look like anime, so. Yeah. Ah. And, uh, but... You know, uh, once again, we did totally blast Teen Titans again. Yeah, we were kind of, we were being kind of negative. I'm like, wow, we didn't mention too many things we like except for like Avatar. Oh, that's funny. Okay, now I haven't listened to it yet, but were you blasting the new Teen Titans or the original Teen Titans? Both. Okay, well, all right, that's fair. I, I still haven't gone back and rewatched the old Teen Titans, but I, I remember liking the series. But the new Teen Titans, I hated it. I can't watch it for, like, even five minutes. We've tried a few times, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is horrific. <laughs> Just beyond horrific. Well, we we didn't we weren't totally negative because, he, despite us making fun of totally spies <laughs> being nothing but fetishes, we were right. kind of positive about it, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> because you said that's the closest to anime that a foreigner got. Yeah, and I don't oh actually God, hate yes. I don't hate the show. It's just kind of... Right. The, the guy is kind of weird. I know that's why it's laughing. That's why it's funny. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, that's another one I haven't seen in forever, and I loved that cartoon back in the day. <laughs> Izzy, no, go lay down. Go lay down. Take your flail and go lay down. She is just staring at me. That's awesome. Yeah, Ren does a webcomic about marshmallow cats. Ah. Well. It, it's it's marshmallows in general, but there are marshmallow cats, and there's a marshmallow dog, and there's right. It, it's still not very cohesive. They're all kind of like little standalones, but I, I'm thinking in the next year or two, it's going to start getting a little bit more cohesive. Mm-hmm. And this says this says Choo Choo Bear crossover written all over it. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that would be pretty damned amazing. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's the topic? Are we going to do Toonami or Adult Swim? You pick. Oh, right. um, Ooh, Adult Swim. All right, Adult Swim's a much better topic for, for this quiz. <laughs> we were just watching Venture Brothers. All right. First season. Because uh, that's all that's on Netflix. <laughs> some uh, information on the Adult Swim. Sweet. All right. Wikipedia as usual. Wikipedia. Yay! On the wiki. <laughs> okay, there we go. Everything okay? Yep. All right, good. And Neil, you got any more um, announcements, topics, etc. before we get started? Um, not really, no. Really? It's, I always like when you have like a little bit of news or something. Just working on the comic, that's all I really have at the moment. Mm. That's quite a bit ahead now. Uh, it depends on what you mean by ahead. I don't have the next page finished, but I have, I have the next 40 pages outlined. So, that's um, yeah, that's, so, that's really good. Yeah. Which is better than I would, what I would normally be doing, which is have nothing ahead of time and be racing at the end at the last minute to get the next page that. out. I know that problem very yeah. well. <laughs> and I just do a single panel comic. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm uh, I'm actually working on my first long form with a couple friends of mine. Um, they've only given me the first two pages so far, mm. and I finished them. And I was like, "Okay, guys, I need more because 
this is awesome and we need to like finish this and post this somewhere. Finish it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's uh, it's supposed to be Batman versus Godzilla, marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Is Godzilla like one giant marshmallow or like built out of marshmallows? He's one giant marshmallow. Oh, (laughs) okay. I suppose he could breathe marshmallows instead of fire. I hadn't thought about that. Breathe s'mores. Oh, my God. Oh, gross. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I got to write that down. You know what? I do have one announcement. Uh, The storyline in Decian is wrapping up, so I'm putting the call out for uh, for reader-drawn filler comics. Uh, anyone who wants to write and draw a short story for Decian can do so. Uh, it doesn't have to be more than a couple of pages, but I'll need them by early January for anyone who wants to do it. Except for... Yeah, except for a couple of people. That's you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you are, so don't even ask. Right. It's action. It's drama. It's comedy. It's Decian, the superhero webcomic. Decian has superhero antics and sexy girls. Catch updates weekly at thecian.com and nosuperpants.com. So, uh, let's see here. Adult Swim. All right. Are we ready, guys? Sure. All right, then. Hello, and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Tonight we are talking about Adult Swim, the uh, late-night uh, adult-only block that was on Cartoon Network and still running. Uh, you, of course, know my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. Uh, what's the big sleep, Ren? And joining us is Ren. Hello. <laughs> that was actually a pretty good stimpy, Neil. Wow. That was a pretty good stimpy. You almost sounded like Philip J. Fry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Adult well, Swim. Go, go ahead, Neil. I said, well, if he ever dies, I'll, I'll send in my resume. <laughs> Well, Adult Swim started in uh, September 2001 as, like I said, a uh, late-night uh, block of entertainment that uh, ran on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Preceded by uh, Toonami the Midnight Run. Mm. Yeah, Toonami's Midnight Run, it's, yeah. uh, which we're going to save for when we do our History of Toonami Through the Ages episode coming soon. Yeah. Um, it was but- worth mentioning, though, because it was kind of an adultish uh, take on Toonami before they just went to Adult Swim. Adult Swim is interesting in many ways, and Adult Swim, you know, had two major venues, in my opinion. It has uh, William Street and Imports are the two major venues. Of course, the, I'm, uh, that's a gross simplification because there are many other things that came on, like uh, Venture Brothers, as Ren mentioned before. But yep. if you have to distill Adult Swim, it's William Street... And imports. And Family Guy. Oh, yeah. That's an import. (laughs) (laughs) It still counts. (laughs) Futurama used to run on Adult Swim, too. That's right. Yeah. uh, Not long enough. Yeah, it's uh, the thing to remember about Adult Swim is is this is really where lots of the lots of the better, you know, anime imports got in. Like Mm -hmm. uh, like they ran. They ran uh, Cowboy Bebop continuously looping through the series at least three times in a row. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Ghost in the Shell uh, SAC, standalone complex, ran as well. You know, Big O, the second season of Big O was actually funded by Cartoon Network. Nice. Because the first season flopped in Japan. 
And I, I can see why, because Big O was this was this existentialism stuff, borrowing set pieces from Bruce Timm's work in Batman. And people were people heavily marketed Big O as, you know, Sunrise, the animation studio that did Batman the Animated Series. They did less than one third of the episode. <laughs> what else? I've very rarely heard people say that. I've seen marketing materials, Neil Gaiman. Okay. But uh, the the thing to keep in mind about Big O is it's merely okay. It's the animation was okay. The style was okay. Yeah. The 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 reset bunting ending is understandable with that era of anime, that existential crisis kind of anime. The uh, I mean, so many. The funny thing is, so many reset button ending animes ran on Adult Swim around this time. Like, uh, Wolf's Rain had a reset button ending as well, and this ran on Adult Swim as well. Have you ever seen the Wolf's Rain, Neil? I don't remember if I have or I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. There was, there's a, an era of anime where a lot of the, a lot of the cartoons started looking very much the same. Yeah. So yeah. It's possible that I've seen it, and I just, it's just kind of lost in the minutiae. Yeah, but the, there were so many imports, like, uh, you know, Full Metal Alchemist ran on Adult Swim as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to be honest, I don't like the first Full Metal Alchemist series. Well, it just doesn't feel right to me. And I, the biggest reason why it doesn't feel right is Full Metal Alchemist as an anime came out almost instantly after the manga became a runaway hit. Mm-hmm. And, and as everyone knows... You know, even with releasing one issue a week in Japan, the anime catches up to the manga. And so what they did was they invented their own lore, mythology, and ending, which was at odds with what the actual ending of Fullmetal Alchemist is. And I think that the Fullmetal Alchemist, as the manga and Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood has it, is a much better, more satisfying story. And I have I haven't seen the Brotherhood series. It's a lot better. Is it? Oh yeah. I get I, I get like aggravated after if I don't was it was that a reboot or was it just Brotherhood is telling the story as the manga had it. Oh okay, gotcha. I, I'll have to check that out then because I get so aggravated with um with series that reboot after reboot after reboot like um <clears throat> comics DC. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> And they keep rebooting different movies and this and that and everything. I'm like, oh, come on, which one's the real one? I can't, I have to decide for myself or something? This is crazy. And uh, Bleach ran for quite a long time on uh, on Adult Swim. God, is it, isn't it? it still running? Bleach has ended in Japan. Oh, okay. But, but I mean, uh, on Adult Swim, isn't it? Is it I, still on? I don't know. I'd have, I don't have cable anymore. <laughs> uh, Neither do I. <laughs> Uh, Trigun. Uh, one of the funniest things to me was Yu Yu Hakusho started on Adult Swim, and then uh, I think someone in Cartoon Network was like, "You know, we really don't have to cut too much to make this a tsunami show." Oh, nice. So it was like they they show like twelve episodes. They're like, "Yeah, let's just let's just do the cuts, put on tsunami." <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen often, but. Uh... <laughs> And uh, Adult Swim is also known for its April Fool's stunts. Yeah, well, wait a minute. We haven't uh, we haven't quite touched on all the anime yet because there's two that there's two major ones that you kind of skipped over. There's Inuyasha, of course. Right. Yeah. Well, that and was then, on purpose. And then there's <laughs> then there's my favorite, which is uh, Detective Conan. Oh, Detective Conan. Oh, 
I couldn't get into that. I got oh, yeah. so into that, but I, I, I do understand it's like the same formula every single episode, but. Yeah. Occasionally. Does girlfriend ever figure it out? She kind of does, but she's also kind of dumb, so he tricks her back into not thinking that the kid is. Yeah. So <laughs> every now and then they'll, they'll kind of switch it up instead of trying, instead of having a whodunit, they have, they have one where you absolutely know who committed the crime, but. It's like, God damn it, you can't figure out how he did it. <laughs> and that, those are the ones that I think are really fun. But yeah, it's kind of like Scooby-Doo, except that you actually have death and mayhem. And so I got really into that for the, the longest time. And I still go back to it. I, I still think it's fun to watch. But yeah, it's 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 kind of outside what you would normally expect from anime, because anime is very, uh, uh, what would you serialized, and, and Conan is much more episodic. Right. Yeah, Conan does have that as a strength. That's yeah, that's true. And uh, one one interesting thing is uh, one of the first shows to launch uh, with Adult Swim was Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Uh, <laughs> I love that series. <laughs> and <laughs> which was a which is a uh, Johnny Carson styled uh, talk show. <laughs> right. Anything but. That was just awesome. It was very. What the hell am I looking at when I first saw that? And we have to give lots of props to Space Coast Coast to Coast because this is really what birthed William Street's formula. Yeah. Where they mine old uh, and old uh, Warner Brothers uh, animation for characters or set pieces and saying, here's a show. Right. The Brack Show. Oh, my God. That was pretty amazing. Actually, Space Coast Coast to Coast reminds me most of Old Letterman. You know, back before he became old and cranky, he he had like the <laughs> the anti talk show back in the '80s and early '90s, and that that's what Space Coast Coast to Coast reminds me of most. He even does the the blue cards that he taps on the desk every now and then. Mm. <laughs> really, it, it reminds me more of like Carson. You me. need to track down old uh, old Letterman shows. Hmm. If if it's even possible to find, I think every time it gets put up on YouTube, NBC just takes it down. Oh, yeah, jerks. <laughs> yeah, is 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 he? You know, you know. When I think of the anti-talk show, I think of Craig Ferguson now. Yeah, because he tries. Secretariat is here. Who's out of the door? seen any of his shows. He's hilarious. <laughs> he is hilarious. I mean, he does things like, you know, who's that at the door? Secretariat? And then a, a guy in a bad horse costume comes out and everyone dances. <laughs> in the middle of the nice. show. That's awesome. It could be anything. It could be it could be anyone there. They have to dance with him. <laughs> he, he could have freaking Katie Couric there. She has to dance. Nice. <laughs> could be the most humorless dick there, and, and they have to dance because that's the rule of the show. And <laughs> that's fantastic. But uh, but the, uh, the the point remains that you know, Space Ghost is one of those shows that you know birthed uh, you know the William Street formula, the early William Street formula, I should mm-hmm. say, like uh, C Lab Twenty Twenty One, you know Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, Aqua Teen, The Brack Show. And uh, the funny thing about C-Lab 2021 is is the funniest C-Lab 2021 episode to me was one where they actually took an episode of C-Lab 2020 
exactly the way it aired originally. Just put in the new voices, you know, the voices from C Lab 2021 playing their C Lab 2020 counterparts, right. playing it totally straight. And then at the end of the episode, after they do the regular C Lab 2020 episode, C Lab explodes. <laughs> I think I remember that one. <laughs> now, I've heard a rumor about this show is that. The guys at William Street had actually gotten fired from Cartoon Network, but they took the tapes of C Lab 2020, and then they made the show and pitched it back to Cartoon Network and got hired back. Wow. I, that's the rumor I've heard. I don't know if that's true, but it's a funny <laughs> story nonetheless. <laughs> it it's, it's, it's good mythology, at least. Yeah. And you know, Har- Harvey Birdman was. You know, was lots of mining the old uh, the old Hanna Barbera properties for just jokes. You know, like oh yeah, jokes that everyone told. You know, when they watched those old cartoons about how you know all the all those band shows that they did were ripoffs of each other. So they did an episode about that. <laughs> the uh, the you know Speed Buggy. They did an episode about that. That you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. It's, there are there were some missteps here. I never got into home movies. Yeah, that one was okay. I kind of liked I, it. I, I kind of liked I, the coach on that show, McGurk the Jerk. <laughs> yeah, he was good. I did I did kind of like that one, but it wasn't one that I would have to record and watch later, or I would have to be home to watch it. But uh, but yeah, that one was pretty decent. There was there were others. Uh, I actually do, and this is one thing that Neil disagrees with me with. I liked Mission Hill. I don't remember Mission Hill. It's the show about this uh, about this uh, loser twenty year old guy that has to take care of a sixteen year old brother. Oh, oh, okay, I see, I see. I, I clicked the link. I do remember that one. I liked that one. Neil, not so much. At least mm-hmm. as far as I remember, <laughs> talk to him. No, it really didn't. Really didn't gel with me. Yeah, I enjoyed That's it. Okay, it was it was a quirky show, and it was it, it was, was. A, it was an import because it failed when it originally aired, and it found a home on Adult Swim. Uh, the the, mm-hmm. the episode the count was woefully short, so they ran it like intermittently. Uh, and yeah. uh, Adult Swim is where weird raunchy comedies found a second life, as it were. Uh, the interesting yeah, thing are. is, you know, Futurama got horribly mistreated by Fox. Yeah. And so Adult Swim aired Futurama, and the, the thing is, this the same thing happened with Family Guy, the first three seasons of Family Guy, and because they got the first spots, they got the first spots, you know, you know the uh, there was like a superhero action hour that happened right before Adult Swim started, when those shows were running, you know, they showed Justice League or, you know, Batman Beyond, uh, X-Men oh, Evolution right. right before Adult Swim started. And when Adult Swim started, it was either Family Guy or Futurama. The, those two were the first two shows in the Adult Swim block, as mm-hmm. I remember it. And, you know, that having that first block, you know, having that first part of the block really gave it a boost. And yeah. how many people watched just so they could, like, settle in before, like, the animes came out? I don't know. I'm not going to speculate, but... You know, this, you know, if it wasn't for Adult Swim, there wouldn't be Family Guy. Yeah. And I think just having yeah. a regular time slot helped it more than anything. Yeah. Because <laughs> Family true. Guy was like, it could be on Thursday, it could be on Wednesday. You wouldn't, it was like right. every, it was almost every other week it was on at a different time. And I'm like, where's this show that I really think is funny? Right. And, 
And uh, Matt Groening actually has comments Great. about this. Even he doesn't know anymore. Um, <laughs> he says that, uh, as, as he quoted in a 2006 interview, he said, there's a long regal history of misunderstood TV shows. And to Fox's credit, the show looked at the ratings on the Cartoon Network and saw the show does overseas and saw there was more money to be made. So if it wasn't for Adult Swim, there wouldn't be the Futurama movies, which I think most of us will agree are of extremely high quality. Oh, yeah. Uh, Some of the later seasons of the revival, not so much, but... Yeah, it's just such a shame that the same magic couldn't be done for Clerks, because I really like the Clerks TV show, and it only lasted like six episodes. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of sad. I kind of yeah. wondered about that. And Kevin, Sm- Kevin Smith is kind of uh, not not very flattering whenever he talks about Family Guy. I think one of his quotes is uh, Emmy-winning piece of shit. <laughs> Kevin Smith's known to be extremely sarcastic. I, I mean, know. Yeah. Like when he was asked about Mary, he says, awesome, I'd read that. <laughs> In that exact tone. Yes. Nice. And that uh, Crosby seemed to think that was a compliment. Oh. <laughs> but there are the, the the one you know, like I said, you know, Family Guy. If it didn't get the revival, would have been known as this weird, quirky show that that uh, died died young and left it behind a good looking DVD set. Right. But, but the thing that I can't stand is the the fucking Oblongs. The Oblongs was a terrible show. Really? I kind of like that. Okay, I'm. I'll admit I'm generally easy to please when it comes to cartoons. Um, there are a few that I absolutely won't watch, but yeah, the Oblongs was one that I really enjoyed too. It was just a little too bizarre. I, I just never got it because it was it's it's all it's all these jokes about class struggles, you know, super cartoonized class struggles, and and I, I think part of it is I've never seen it, so it's like it's like a an older America mentality trying to be projected on current America that I've never really got, if that makes yeah, sense. I can see that. And plus it has Will Ferrell, and I fucking hate that guy. Oh. <laughs> what? It could be funny. I, it depends on what he's in. Yeah, that's very true. I'm a large man. I'm overreacting like a guy on... on okay, okay on I, don't like, I don't like Elf, but... <laughs> he's, he's, he's been in good stuff. Yeah, Elf was kind of that one was okay. It surprised me. It was I wasn't expecting much, so <laughs> and then that kind of surprised me. Then there was Bewitched, that movie. I have not seen it. Will and not see it. Family Guy oh. did actually one of the better spoofs on that, where Stewie sees it in the he sees that in the theater, and there's some lame joke from the trailer, and he goes all the way to Will Ferrell's house. There's uh, a huge cutaway that. gag where he goes there. They climbs up on the step stool, rings the doorbell. Will Ferrell answers and he slaps him in the face. Says that was not funny. Yes, that was pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, it's you know I have to say that overall I do like the fact that Adult Swim did bring lots of revivals. And as before mentioned, uh, you know Big O would have never gotten a second season if not for the American audience for it, which is actually kind of strange to me. Well, that's not unusual. I mean, uh, what was it? Bubblegum Crisis did like nothing in Japan. Wow. Came out here to great acclaim. Uh, same thing with Voltron. Uh, well, Go the, Lions fucking sucked. Let, let's just get this straight. Yeah, the second and third half, uh, or yeah, the second and third parts of Robotech were uh, not Must not too well that. received in Japan, but were 
did gangbusters here because they were kind of tacked on to Macross. <laughs> <laughs> but, but let's talk about some of the uh, jokes, the, the pranks that Adult Swim pulled, because yes. Adult Swim loved to pull pranks. Like, um, there was, uh, you know, every year they did a, they did a April Fool's prank. Like, uh, 2004, they uh, showed episodes where they drew mustaches on everyone. Yeah, that's the one that everyone remembers. <laughs> Uh, 2005, 2005, instead of showing Robot Chicken, they showed an, an episode of Squidbillies. Nice. Wasn't there something with Karate Commandos? Yes, yes. Instead of showing... <laughs> yeah, instead of showing C-Lab, they showed an episode of Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. The episode name was C-Lab. Nice. That's amazing. <laughs> and... And then they aired the anime Full Metal Alchemist and Gross in the Shell with fart noises. <laughs> I missed them every single year, too. And uh, 2007, they showed Perfect Hair Forever instead of showing something else they promised to show. <laughs> I And Perfect Hair Forever is just fucking weird. It, yeah, that's that's the one that I never really got into. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> wow. And and then what one time the, the funniest one to be was when they said we're gonna show the Aqua Teen movie on Adult Swim while it's in theaters. And what they did was they showed the first two, two minutes in full and then they shrunk it down to the size of a postage stamp in the corner. The the movie was running and they were and, but they were showing the other programs at the same time. So if it, if you had a giant ass TV you could watch it. The resolution probably would have been so low that no matter how far you zoomed in, you couldn't make anything out. Yeah. And one year they ran the whole movie The Room. Yeah. <laughs> Which they had to censor the hell out of because there's there's some – what's there, there like two or three scenes where Tommy Rousseau just has a, a porn scene in the middle of the movie for no apparent reason? Yes. Oh, and it actually, actually, they, they – uh, they had bumps where Space Ghost was interviewing Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> uh, wow. Yes. <laughs> In 2012, uh, they replaced the whole Adult Swim uh, lineup with Toonami. Oh, I think I do remember that one. But uh, the, the pranks were just hilarious to me because yeah. it was... It was it was their way of having fun with it. It was showing that they weren't like stiff suits, right? Which is good because they put out some pretty good stuff, right? And you know, like I said, a lot of the programming is a it's a mix between William Street and Imports. Always William Street and Imports. It's a uh, and uh, it it just feels it just feels like this weird uh, combination of. Okay, this is how I put it. It's it's like watching it's like watching an animated grindhouse. <laughs> kind of, yeah. But yeah. It, it, where it's like it's like it's like okay, here's a double feature <laughs> of of some stuff we brought in from another country and some stuff we did on a low budget. It it is the animated grindhouse. It is. <laughs> and a good chunk of it you're going, "What the hell am I watching?" I know. <laughs> Which makes it even better. And the William Street stuff, you know, the, the the tech that they're using to produce that stuff is so low that anyone could basically do it. Because it's, it's just Flash, right? 
So oh, yeah. it's like, yeah. So it's like, uh, it's almost like cable access in some in some regard. It's like <laughs> this really cheapo uh, programming that anyone could produce, and yet you're watching it for some reason. Right. But there are some missteps here. Well, let's not pretend that that everything was perfect that that William Street came up with. There were some missteps here. Right. Um, Tom goes to the mayor. Yeah, that one was okay. Yeah. Tim and Eric Awesome show good job. I hated it. Yeah, I think <laughs> the longer they went on, the more intolerant I became of them. I, um, I was Saul, okay with yeah. them early on. Saul and the Mole Men? Never um, watched it. Yeah, I refused. That's... <laughs> if it wasn't animated, then it automatically got an I don't know about this. Xavier the Renegade Angel? Oh my god! That was horrific. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you know. That made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, that show made me cry real tears of despair. <laughs> so let's not pretend William Street is totally perfect here. Oh no, they're not. But they do put out a lot of good stuff. <laughs> okay. I would need a drink after that last one. <laughs> <laughs> And one thing I do have to give Adult Swim credit for was they were like the kings of quirky. Their website had all these weird flash games that had nothing to do with their cartoons at all. <laughs> That's cool. Like Amateur uh, Alley Surgeon 1 and 2. Oh. Which yeah. was a spoof of that Nintendo DS game where you, like, do surgery. Like, operation. Neil knows the one I'm talking about. Right. Um, I had the, um, the Christmas version of that game. Neil knows what I'm talking about. We repeat that. What was it again? That DS game where you perform surgeries. Oh, yeah. oh, uh, God, I I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it. But the point remains that you know AdultSwim.com had all these weird flash games that had nothing to do with the cartoons they were making. Like they had a game where you play as Caligula killing Romans. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> they they had a game where it's called you know. One minute to die, where you play this guy right. kill yourself in one minute, and uh, they had a Bible fighting game. Yeah, I, I don't think I've most of their games. I haven't even I've never played, but uh, they sure look pretty damned interesting <laughs> and entertaining. I have no idea what they're thinking, other than they want more traffic on their website. Probably, <laughs> they still got my little bastard on there. And Robot Unicorn Attack, Heavy Metal. Yes, yes, I've seen that. <laughs> I mean, it's Adult Swim is is like all the people you you think are like high getting together yeah. and actually running a running a network for like a couple hours. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, Neil, what what's some of your favorite memories of the Adult Swim? Hmm, probably. Unbelievably, and I'd almost have to say that that two-in-one uh, block of Family Guy and uh, and Futurama, just because, you know, in the early days before before Family Guy got kind of really political, it was really fun to watch. So having that two-in-one like back-to-back, it was really kind of fun to watch. And then uh, just whatever the hell that they would throw into it after that, it would just be like total anarchy afterwards. And <laughs> It's like it's like when they when they run those two shows, it's like they're still pretending to be a network. Yeah. And yeah. Then, then they're pretending to be an access t- TV st- station. It's like, come for this main course, and if you stick around, we'll have crack. <laughs> but well, you know, they, they, the 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 Bible fighting game that you just brought up 
a moment ago. That made me think of one that we kind of skipped over, which is Moral Oral. I loved that series. That was such a good series. <laughs> oh my god, it was insane. It was. Like a take off Davy and Goliath. Right? It was a takeoff yeah. of Davy and Goliath. But it absolutely, it was. It's time for intermission, boys and girls. Movie Week in Review is the Geekcast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to MWire only on geekcastradio.com. Are you looking for a weekly dose of gaming news and retro? And check out Off the Cuff, available Fridays on Geekcast Radio Network from the producers of XRG. New name, same Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. And now back to the show. Some some of the pranks that Adult Swim did, I'm not okay with. Like uh, they one time like replaced their block for like a whole week with Saved by the Bell. <laughs> it's pretty bad. And then and then one time they included uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. On. Wow. We do not like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I, I like Pee Wee. I, I like adult Pee Wee. I don't like uh, I don't like when he had to be like super clean and nice for Saturday morning. Yeah, it was creepy, dude. That was yeah, seriously it's like, creepy. It's like when when he got caught jerking off in the theater, people were like, oh my god, Pee Wee grew up, and I'm like, he started on HBO, haven't you seen that? Right? I don't, I don't think I've ever seen his HBO special. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, ju- just watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure was enough for me. Yeah. It's like, holy crap. Tequila. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, that was another one I wanted to put on my watch list for this winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pee-wee's, Pee-wee's Big Adventure feels weird to watch, especially if you grew up watching Pee-wee's Playhouse, because the tones are completely not the same. Yeah, that is so true. It doesn't even feel like the same character. It's like watching the British Mr. Bean and then watching the American Mr. Bean movie. Yeah. Yes. And wait, the Mr. Bean cartoon or? The movie. Okay, just checking. <laughs> the movie where it's about the painting Whistler's mother because apparently right. to make these movies now you need to like come up with a plot or something versus just doing whatever you want. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot there was a cartoon. Yeah. yeah, yeah I- there, there is no Mr. Bean cartoon, Neil. It doesn't exist. It's on Netflix. It doesn't exist. You say so. No, you know what? There, I, I don't know. It was really bizarre. There is no such thing. Really bizarre. Mr. Bean does not talk except for once in a while. That's true. He mostly makes like random like grunting noises. Yes. <laughs> it's very bizarre. But Black Adder talks. Yeah, I, I got through one episode of that. I had to check that out. I was like, oh, look at this. And I'm like, whoa, what? I don't know. I don't know about this. Maybe I'll give it another try later. I don't know. Well, you do. You did see. You did see uh, Ron Atkinson playing the Doctor, haven't you? No. Yes, he has played the Doctor, and he's actually quite good as the Doctor. Holy oh, fuck, that's right. Bizarre. Wasn't that like a movie? That was that was a charity special. Oh, okay. It's called the the the, uh, the 
Curse of Fatal Death. <laughs> That's amazing. And actually, the guy they had playing the master was quite good too. Wow. I mean, I mean, for, forget the new guy or Matt Smith. They should have totally, you know, called Rowan to say, "Hey, you'd be a good doctor." Right. That'd be interesting. That would be very interesting. No, he actually played it very straight and very well. That's so weird. <laughs> but unfortunately, in this country, people know of him as a goof. So when uh, so they cast him as the the bird and. In Lion King, and what was what was that one uh, James Bond movie? Where I think it was like the one that MGM didn't. Do. Johnny English. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but that was insane, by the way. I think it was like Never Say Never Again. They brought Rowan Atkinson in as a bumbling buffoon. Oh my like, god! Uh, I did not know about that, but that was oh Never god. Say Never. That was the unofficial Bond movie. Yeah, although that has my favorite Bond line in it. He he. Uh, Oh, I forget what he does, but the girl says, uh, you've gotten me all wet. And he, he goes, yes, but my martini is still dry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes. Wow. <laughs> but back to Adult Swim. Yes. The, the funny thing is Adult Swim, there were actually lots of jokes about uh, Adult Swim itself on other uh, – on other uh, Cartoon Network programming, like the first episodes of Kid Next Door actually had an episode about the kids trying to swim in the big pool, and they said that they were trying to end Adult Swim. Oh, God. I never would have got that. (laughs) But Adult Swim was really, you know, it was a place, like I said, it's a place where the imports... And William Street played. I mean, lots of my favorite shows show up on Adult Swim. Like, King of the Hill ran on Adult Swim for a long time. Yeah. And really, this is a place where the unappreciated Fox shows went to be on a normal schedule so people could watch it. So it's I like it's, that. It's like the Island of Misfit Toys. Yeah. Yeah, didn't they get the Cleveland show, too, last year or so? They might have. Very briefly, I think, because yeah. it's just... The, the Cleveland show's just... Yeah, I don't know what to think of the Yeah, I, I'm just, yeah, I, I'm like, why? <laughs> I know. So here, here's, the, here's the least interesting character on your regular show. Right. I don't know. I think Joe Swanson might be uh, a contender for that one. But, <laughs> but it'd be like, uh, a, good, a good example of this is like, let's say you take, uh, uh Trying to think of a cartoon example. Okay, uh, Neil, name your uh, name one of your favorite animes, and I'll, I'll, I can come up with an analogy on this. Hmm. Tenchi Universe. Okay, let's say you take Tenchi Universe and you make a whole show about just the uh, the Cabot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a pretty good analogy. Yeah, but at least the Cabot's cute. Yeah. Or it's like taking. Uh, Evangelion and just doing a whole show about Pen Pen. <laughs> well, or or it'd be like taking uh, what, what's the, what's a good what's another one there? Uh, shoot, I'm trying to think of a sitcom. Okay, it's like taking King of the Hill and doing a whole show about just about uh, about uh, Bill. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be such a horrible show. No, that's exactly <laughs> what the show was like. <laughs> They took. I didn't think it was that bad. So, if you think about it, Cleveland is 
you know, if you take compare King of the Hill to, to Family Guy, Cleveland is Bill. Right. I mean, you look at all the you look at the other characters. You know, there, there's not exact analogies, but there are somewhat you know fitting analogies. You know, Joe Swanson is a lot like Dale, and uh, and uh, Boomhauer is a lot like Quagmire, and uh, but but you know, Bill is like Cleveland. I mean, they both had film marriages. They're both just regular loser guys that are out of shape, right? With with, with an undefined boring job. And then they just move off to somewhere else and have a whole show about them. That, that's exactly what it is. Well, I do think that they were trying too hard because they've got a bear. You you really needed a bear? Okay, guys. Well, so I, I do think that stuff off of there. Huh? Uh, <laughs> a Chris Chan reference. I was gonna make I was gonna make a reference to the uh, to the Clerks episode where they're like, "Oh my God, bear is driving." <laughs> See, people actually know that one. <laughs> okay, well, the point remains is is the Cleveland show really is taking the one character for Family Guy that's the yeah. most boring, most regular person, and then moving him over to to have like a, a Family Matters esque sitcom in animation. Yeah. You know, whenever I see Family Guy on Cartoon Network or on Adult Swim, I, I just I just think of the execs at Cartoon Network being like. God damn it! We had this, and we let it get away. Because <laughs> they had they had Larry and Steve, which was one of uh, I think one of Seth Seth MacFarlane's best written cartoons ever. I thought that was so funny, and, and then it I saw Family Guy for the first time. I'm like, this is so familiar. Where have I seen this before? <laughs> Larry and Steve. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Seth can do like two and a half voices. <laughs> what? He does. He, He's got a pretty good range, but yeah. After a while, you're like, okay, that's Seth, that's Seth, that's Seth. I mean, yeah, he, he doesn't true, hide very well. He's not like he's not like uh, Mel Blanc, where you're like, oh my god, the like a thousand characters and they're all him. It's not right. like Rob Paulson either. Yeah, well, Rob Paulson is another guy who I can just pick his voice out every single time. Okay, he's not like Scott McNeil either. Yeah, yeah Scott McNeil's another one. Scott <laughs> McNeil, I think, has two voices. Rat Trap and Dinobot? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Well, you know, Seth has only two and a half voices. His regular speaking voice, Peter Griffin, and Brian. Hey, Quagmire. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Ben. You can't argue that one too much. Got some Quagmire. I yeah. guess. <laughs> I'm not going to count Tom Tucker because Tom Tucker is basically Brian. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I'm, and I'm the, the, problem is, the problem is, it's uh, you know, Seth tells a joke, and if even if private, if someone laughs at it, he has to tell it again. Like, you know, he made a, a joke on the commentary about uh, the, 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 the Dr. Hartman and, uh, and, uh, and yeah, Lois that's right. having the same voice. Oh, yeah. He made a joke in the commentary, and the joke in the commentary is actually funny. Yeah, and then seasons later, they do the joke in the cartoon, and they're like, uh, what were the, what the characters? <laughs> it's like, we never were in the same yeah. room together. Gee, we have the same voice. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And that that's pretty much the whole joke. It was. Yeah. Yeah, if you, if you have the first three seasons of Family Guy DVD and just listen to the commentaries, you'll you'll start hearing jokes that appear in later seasons. Like the, uh, I think the British porn was a early commentary joke that wound up in an episode where it's just like 
two people in bed being ultra polite to each other. <laughs> like almost. Nice. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Adult Swim did so much for for animation in in the mm-hmm. aughts because it did breathe back life into dead properties. Yeah. And I, I don't think anyone could argue about that. It also gave William Street a job at, you know, recycling and, and mining through all of the old uh, Hanna-Barbera properties for in-jokes and gags. And uh, the, the one thing is, you know, like I said, there were some missteps. You know, Tim and Eric, they should just fire those two guys. They should fire those two guys out of a cannon. That would be nice. <laughs> to a briar patch. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I don't know what they did to get those two shows. I mean, the thing is, Tom Goes to the Mayor not only was a bad show, it, it, it failed. It failed. It didn't even run a whole season. They just got rid of it. I'm like, <laughs> I think oh. the problem with those two is that they're in the briar, pra- they're in the briar patch already and no one can get at them. Oh, it's like <laughs> rabbit. Yeah, Br'er Rabbit reference. There you go. Nice. And... Um, well, I don't want to wrestle that tar baby. But yes. Uh, <laughs> hey, have you ever read Briar? I've read it. Okay, then that you, then everyone would know what that is a reference to. Okay. But the point remains is, you know, when Tim, you know, Tom goes to the mayor failed and they removed it as quickly as it came on. I was like, oh, thank God they have some sense. And then they say, announcing a new show from these two guys. Yeah. Where they gave him even more freedom and even longer time slot. I'm like, what? I thought you learned your lesson. What is this? Somebody was definitely high on something. <laughs> Whatever it was, I don't want it. I mean, I don't get it. And, but another thing this actually brings up is is Adult Swim did introduce, at least to American audiences, the 15-minute time slot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Aqua Teen ran for 15 minutes. Uh, right. Tom, Tom Goes the Mayor ran for 15 minutes. Uh, uh, you know, Harvey Birdman ran for 15 minutes. And then, you know, one commercial break and then the next show started. Yeah, that was actually kind of nice because you didn't get sick of it. You didn't have to be there for a whole half hour unless you really wanted to be. Yeah, exactly. You know, C-Lab only ran for 15 minutes. Yeah, now, granted, I was usually glued to the screen, you know, by the time these things were coming on, so I wasn't going anywhere. But <laughs> if I really wanted to get up and go wander off, I wasn't going to miss half the episode. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the problem is uh, is when the, the, some of these shows got uh, longer slots. I mean, if I remember correctly, Archer actually had a half hour. Archer. Was that ever on Cartoon Network? Wasn't it? I don't know. It's on FX now. That might be why it's half an hour. <laughs> but Archer was by the Aqua Teen team. Oh, I d- okay, that makes sense. That's a really good series. Wait, 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 wait. Oh yeah. Okay. I think Archer. What's that other show? Frisky Dingo. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Frisky Dingo fucking sucks. <laughs> oh. I think that one's pretty much been buried at this point, anyway. I was like, what the heck is this? It's like as soon as you it got was bizarre. Rid- as, as soon as you got rid of all of the stuff. That, you know, you know, off the bar, you know, you know, borrowing from Hanna-Barbera is one thing. But when you ask the <laughs> William Street team to, like, make something out of, you know, brand new material, you get stuff like Squidbillies and and uh, Frisky Dingo. Right. 
And it's like, yeah, you shouldn't give these people whole cloth. <laughs> Squidbillies, oh my god, that thing messes with my head just a little bit. I watch that and I'm, I'm like, I'm like the dog turning my head sideways, going, "What the fuck am I watching?" <laughs> I mean, the only thing good that they did that was completely out of whole cloth was Aqua Teen. Yeah, Aqua Teen is awesome. Everything else was just why. <laughs> I kind of like Stroker and Hoop. Oh, that's, I forgot about that. That's one. the one where it was like Starsky and Hutch and a little yeah. bit of uh, Night Rider. I kind of yeah, it it's too. I I did not I I and, tried to I tried. And in that vein, it also kind of reminded me of the old uh, uh, pole position cartoon because it was <laughs> like <laughs> it, your parents. Yeah, it had the talking cars. It wasn't completely like Knight Rider. It kind of had a little well, bit. Actually, of actually, yeah. car was car from Knight Rider. Yeah, yeah. They they made that they they made that painfully clear early yeah. on. <laughs> they did. Except that they didn't get uh, the voice, which was uh, God. What's his, what's the guy's name? God, really, know. really famous actor, Optimus Prime. God damn it! Oh, Peter Cullen. Peter Cullen was the voice of oh, Car okay. in Knight Rider. Uh, well, by this point, he was expensive. Remember? Oh, uh, that's true. Mm. Before it was like it was like you know if, he was yeah, just the guy. He was just before, the guy. Before Michael Bay, he was the voice of Toonami, and that really made me sad when he would when he would uh, do promos for for Transformers Armada. I'm like, ugh. Or Crabform is barely animated. It's it's like no, I think he was gone by then. But it was like it was like the the classic Optimus Prime promoing the show with that has the Optimus Prime that I don't like with that chalky aftertaste. Yeah, the the Gary Chalk Optimus. Prime. I don't think I could watch Transformers Armada. I gotta look right. it up here. It was make sure that's the one I, I just could not stand. Part of the Unicron trilogy. It was the best part of the Unicron trilogy. And it's not saying much. <laughs> yeah. That's sad. Yeah, because everything after that was bad CGI. It was CGI that was worse than than Beast Wars. Yeah. And Beast Wars at least had an excuse to be to be bad, but by the time that Transformers Energon came out, it was like, why is this so awful? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much any any of the new Transformers stuff, I can't stand it because the CGI is just so horrific. I think um, Beast Wars was the last one that I could stomach, and that's just because I like, you know, robot animals, because that's cool. Not so much me. It's uh, The thing is, Beast Wars had, like, a mythos that to my generation. Right. And I was, like, a little interested in it, but by the, at the same point, I always knew G1 was the better product. Yeah. I barely yeah. saw G1. I, the only the, Let me put it this way. All I remember the G1 was two episodes. The one where they stole Optimus Prime's body and turned into an alligator. Oh, and the one, and the one with the fucking Golden Lagoon. Those were the only two G1 episodes I remembered as a kid. And I watched all of Beast Wars, and I still knew G1 was better. God, you watched that one where they turn his arm into an alligator. That Oh, damn, that's a bad episode. But, but still, like I said, even with just those two episodes in my mind, that and the Golden Lagoon, I still knew G1 was better. <laughs> Let that sink in. Wow. Yeah, I think I think my biggest problem with Beast Wars is just that it jettisoned the the kind of 80s tastic uh, uh, sort of gusto that the original show had because the original show it's got its problems. Yeah. But, but I really like the 80s character writing and it wasn't there in Beast Wars. I'm like, well, what? The, well yeah. the thing is, you know, in Beast Wars. 
they were very inconsistent with the tone because it's like, oh my god, you know, you, the, you have five guys on both sides and they're always battling, and you, you can never, you, you can show them being horribly blown up, but they they have a regen t- chamber and they come out just fine, and and it's like, and then they kill off like five characters when they do the next season. And it's like, but didn't you have this magic regen chamber? <laughs> why, why, are they such, why are they suddenly dead now? What what is this? I right. Mean, and it, it was that inconsistent tone where they're like, while in the G1, you, you had this huge ensemble cast for both sides. So you never really had this problem with, oh, you know, if a character's dead, it doesn't really hit the same thing because you'll have like 30 to 40 characters on both sides of the Autobots and the Decepticons. You don't need to see every character every episode. Well, right. Beast you have to. I don't know. That yeah. kind of made a lot of the more lovable characters disposable. That's like the one thing I don't like about season three. It's like, where are all these characters that I used to like? Oh, yeah, they were brutally murdered. <laughs> Iron Hive got the worst. Yeah, he did. Blanchard's listening to this right now. He's like, oh, get back on topic. Hey, let's talk about Spider-Man while we're here. Yeah. <laughs> so which one? All of them. None no. of them are good, so... <laughs> But uh, there's really not much more we can say about Adult Swim other than yeah. you know, th- this is the place where, you know, like the whole indie mindset went in where they did weird things that no other network would ever dare do. Yeah, I- I'm pretty grateful for that personally, because it was all weird. It was all things you'd never seen before. And whether it was good or bad, it was amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> And yes, so it's really, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> it there were there were some problems with it, like I said, and I can't give it a, a complete I can't give it a complete pass for some of these things. I mean, Tim, Tim and Eric was just oh so God. bad. And, yeah. But at the same time, the fact that you know I could consistently watch King of the Hill every night, I could consistently yeah. watch. The shows I love, I could watch Futurama again. I, mm-hmm. The show that uh, – the fact that I could watch Ghost of the Cell standalone complex and watch that the major actually beautifully animated versus that other thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it – this is why I liked Adult Swim, because you got to see some of the more serious anime imports. You got to see the imports from other networks. You got to – you know, it's the Island of Misfit Toys. Yeah. And this is why I love Adult Swim. Yeah, it's like Cartoon Network, the college years. It's, it's grown up. It's yeah. it's experimenting, trying new things. Right. Definitely the best thing about it. Yes. Yes. I'm just mad I can't watch any of the videos online anymore. Because oh. they don't let you if you don't have a TV subscription. Wow, that's yeah. that's kind of shitty. Yeah, kind yeah of that actually started happening like right after we got rid of um, our satellite. <laughs> Which was about a month ago. <laughs> well, the thing is, I have only just an internet subscription now. I don't have a television subscription at all. Yeah, same here. I find that, you know, with a combination of Amazon, you know, of Amazon, uh, Hulu, and uh, and uh, Netflix, I can get all the shows I want. Yeah. And we do have Comcast Internet because there aren't a lot of other choices where we are. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, me too. At least they've been consistent, because we've had them since, um, what's it been, like six, seven years We, we when we first installed it, and they've actually been fairly consistent with their uptime. 
But I have to say one thing about Adult Swim that I'm actually shocked. You know, by now, Adult Swim has enough of a name brand, enough of a war chest. They could totally go to a really good animation studio and say, hey, we want to do a show that's like really well animated with a great killer story. Right. And compete with Nickelodeon's, you know, Avatar. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, but they don't. The best they do is, hey, let's just do the Boondocks. That was a really good series. I know, but it's not. I'm, I know. It, it, it is seasons. Well, it doesn't tried. really compete either. It's like okay, you have you have the you have the better animation, but yeah, it, it, all you have is the same stuff that you get from the comic strip. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but if you don't, if you're not somebody who reads the comic strip, then it's definitely a plus. Yeah, I, I never liked the tone of the comic strip either, personally. It's, it, it doesn't yeah. gelled with me. And the, and the thing is, it, it's a very polarizing thing. It's not a whimsical story. Right. It's it's, it's not a story. It's, it's, it's a soapbox. Yeah. And that's the thing that kills me is Adult Swim has this opportunity. They have a war chest now. They have, they have the name brand. They could go and they could commission something great from a real animator. Like, say, find a really great animator of a, of a great reno- renown and say, hey, let's make something great. And they don't do right. this. They don't go to, like, say, Kevin Smith and say, hey, we're just going to give you some money. We're going to find a great studio. Do whatever you want. Yeah, that would be phenomenal. Instead, they get things like Annoying Orange. Off, which was a YouTube star that they got off of YouTube. That's true. I, I mean, kudos to the guy for that, but uh, I've seen one or two episodes, and I almost, like, Throw canceled my mouth. TV right away. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Annoying. At least it wasn't Fred. I'm, well, Nick That's Lodian, true. Lodian That's picked up, Nick Lodian picked up Fred. That's true. <laughs> All these people, terrible, but they still make more money than Channel Awful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just kind of depresses me what makes money on TV nowadays. Yeah, well, at least we're not talking about Tobuscus or I, Justine. Thank God I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Tobuscus is the guy who does the literal trailers where he sings what literally is happening in the trailers of video games and movies. Oh, my God. To the music of the that's in the trailers. Wow. Yes. That that's his whole thing. He has a whole YouTube channel where he does literal trailers, and he makes enough money that he's a YouTube partner that he doesn't need to work. That's amazing, in a horrible way. I Justine is this girl who uh, who does videos about shopping or video game playthroughs. I got wow. I got hand to her. She's actually a very cute blonde girl. Uh huh. But she's. Kind of vapid and not an interesting personality. I have to say. <laughs> wow. What? Uh, what? Do, do, do I sound like a horrible person for saying this? I'm, I'm... No, I'm just imagining the videos. <laughs> I'm a horrible person for laughing at that. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, here's a. Yeah. yeah, she actually has a. She has a. She has a. <laughs> she has a Google Plus account. I did not know that. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's you know there, there are so many internet stars that like have huge followings that we've never even heard of, and they might get yeah. their own they might get their own shows and 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 the network deals and movie deals. I mean, Fred got three movies off of his Nickelodeon deal. I still can't believe that. I know I can't either. That that's just crazy. Yep. So, um, any other words on Adult Swim? 
Um, I missed my TV subscription for Adult Swim. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so I, I'm okay with lots of the uh, pranks they pull. Oh, yeah. The Saved by the Bell prank was way too far. <laughs> Adult Swim renamed itself the crappy 1980s live-action TV show network during that time. Nice. And the sad thing is, around that time, Cartoon Network itself followed suit and aired, like, Goosebumps and shit and Hole in the Wall. Oh my god, what was with Hole in the Wall? Jeez. It was a Japanese game show they ported over and no one knew what to make of it. <laughs> I couldn't figure out why it was entertaining, I'll be honest. I couldn't well, do it. Well, the thing is, Hole in the Wall is supposed to be a two person game, at least it was in Japan. Over here, they made a one person game. The whole point is there are holes in the wall and these two people have to get in these vague sexual positions to. The wobbly age. You know, <laughs> Why? It's it, it's. I'm telling you the truth. No, it's funny. <laughs> okay, now I understand why it went down to one person because they were trying to probably trying to make it okay for kids to watch. <laughs> I mean, <it's... laughs> I mean, do you really want to teach teach the kids the Kama Sutra already? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's but that that's that's the that's the Japanese history of hole in the wall. I mean, right. I mean, if they're going to import some weird Japanese shit, they should import some of the, the Japanese prank game shows, like where they have a velociraptor chasing a guy down a hallway. Oh, oh God, my God, that. yeah. That would be amazing. Did you see that one? I've seen it. Isn't it awesome? That's so mean. Well, <laughs> what I love is uh, I showed it to one guy at work, and the one guy's like, oh, I would have noticed the legs. I'm like, no, you wouldn't. Because he's like, oh, yeah, I see the legs. I would have noticed the legs. I would have just stopped and be like, yeah, I see the legs. I'm like, no, you wouldn't. You would have had you a know, heart attack. Even if you did see, the, did see the legs, you'd still be running. I don't care who you are. You'd still be running. <laughs> <laughs> so this was our show mostly about Adult Swim. Uh, mostly a positive reaction. But yeah. like I said, uh, sometimes William Street has gone too far. You know, this is your host, Ben. We have TV's Richard Neal. And Ren! Of MarshmallowSurprise.com. And we're saying goodnight. Good night, guys.
Uh oh. 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 Over. Roger. Copy. Uh oh. Chopper Dave, we have a over. Uh oh. Attention on deck. Uh oh. Watching TJ Hooker. I thought you said he was with a hooker. He's watching TJ Hooker on television. <laughs> with a prostitute. What? Uh oh. My name is Conan Edagawa, or it is now, thanks to some poison slipped to me by a secret crime organization. Now I've got to solve crimes as a kid while trying to get my real body back. The clues are many and suspects abound, but I've always believed that with a keen eye for details, one truth will prevail. It was the first new century in 100 years. And when I felt like I should cry, I locked away my tears. The end of a millennium, we waited a long, long time. I'm glad you had fun, Ren. I wanted to have you on the show ever since I was on that episode of The Beacon with you. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty entertaining. Well, the the, the the problem is Fess invites really interesting people, but he doesn't know what to do with them. Oh. <laughs> this is well. true. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like he has a talent for, in, for getting interesting people on the show, but he's like, he, he finds a way to suck the joy out of the show even with that. <laughs> <laughs> I love listening to his show, though. It's really entertaining. <laughs> well, he isn't, but uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, do uh, Neil? Do oh, I what? do I pick on Fest too much? I don't know. Too much? <laughs> I I shouldn't say I don't know if there is a too much or not. But you guys go back and forth, and it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, have you? Uh, so. So you've been listening to all our episodes. All I did was tell Ren that I do an animation podcast. She was like, oh, I am so in. And she started listening. Right. Right. 
And I think I, I think I might have heard one or two episodes before I talked to you. Um, yeah, yeah, not enough though. And then it, it's horrible. I, it's like because it was one of those things where, oh, hey, this is really interesting. And then I forgot to bookmark it, and I wandered <laughs> off because I saw something else shiny. <laughs> <laughs> that happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the point remains that you are a listener now. Any favorite mm-hmm. recent episodes? Um, not yet. And, and actually, I was going to go back and listen to that Obscure 80s anime uh, um, episode, and I haven't gotten a chance to do that yet. Aw. I know. It's It's been... Like, the last, when I thought I had a chance, I was like, no, wait, I can't listen to this now because i got to listen to this other thing because I can't concentrate on what I'm doing and listen to this at the same time. I'm like, oh. Animation aficionados, always diverging concentration. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is good, because that means I'm actually paying attention to something. I'm glad I got to come on. I hope I get to come again. Oh, yeah, of course you'll be able to come again. <laughs> Yay! I mean, why wouldn't we invite you again? I mean, it's just... Uh... I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm, like, crazier than I thought I was. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, you know... One thing I'll get Fez works is he does have a talent of finding interesting people. He just doesn't know how to utilize them. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't know what to do either. So we were, you know, on common ground there. <laughs> well, it's the, the, I just don't understand how he puts together a podcast. I mean, he has, you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. I mean, you Neil, help me out here. <laughs> um, he doesn't know how to structure the show. Not, not that we structure the show, but we kind of have an idea of what we're going to talk about before we start right whereas best just kind of does whatever and he he sometimes copies what we do but he doesn't like really understand what we do right like, like one time we had we had uh, someone come in in the middle of the show and it was because they were late basically but and he just thought that it was like a formula so he had people randomly show up in the middle of the show one time <laughs> And I'm like, no. He turned, what what Fest did he turned into? What Fest did was he turned into a fucking ambush job. Yeah. Oh my god, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, that that episode's hard to listen to. I just kind of the thing is, I don't like listening to like confrontational arguing. So I I was just like, right. oh. yeah, I can understand that. I know, but the, when when Fest does it, Fest does it because he he wants that. Because what happened was uh, was we were doing an episode of the Beacon about uh, about uh, Patreon. Oh, yeah. And what happened was Kitty Hawk and I were just, you know, we were hammering Patreon. Well, her more than me. Right. And there was a negative vibe in the room already. And Fess is like, let me invite someone I know who actually uses Patreon, and she's an expert, so she'll explain everything. Oh, yeah, that one. I <laughs> Yeah, I did hear that episode. <laughs> so he basically threw her into the fray. Oh, my um, God, that poor girl. <laughs> and it was like, wow. And – Sometimes uh, Kitty yeah, Hawk, Kitty Hawk will bite down and shake really hard. And, yes, yeah. I, I have noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> and she just can't let go. <laughs> and, uh, and the thing is, it's like, and the thing is, Fest pretty much prepped it to be like that. Oh, man. Because he, he, before he let the girl on, he introduced her as an expert, said that, oh, she uses it all the time. She knows right. what to talk about. And this but, poor girl, yeah, she she comes on and she's like, I just started using it. I, it's an experiment. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yeah, I was like, wow. <laughs> it, it, but, yeah. 
I was, I remember when I listened to that, it was on a Wednesday and I was working because Wednesdays I usually get to work from home. And uh, I was listening to that while I was working away and I'm going, wow, I'm glad I'm not listening to this in the office. (laughs) Because like I said, I I think the biggest part is Fest did that as an ambush job. And he, and he's done ambush jobs before. Like when, when we were talking about apps versus uh, apps versus uh, web friendly websites, you know, Uh friendly websites. Right. He got the guy that does uh, that uh, what that uh, web comic about uh, working in a, in a cinema. Oh, I don't think I've heard that one. And well, what happened was Fest told that guy that uh, that the oh this shows it's gonna be like a press release. You're gonna talk about how great your app is on the <laughs> iOS store and all that. And oh jeez. He, he told Kitty Hawk and me it was gonna be a discussion about native apps versus having a mobile friendly website. Wow. <laughs> and, and he does this a lot. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> oh, that is too funny. He sets up ambush jobs, and it's like it, it, he 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 comes off and he makes us look like asses. And <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my god, that's phenomenal. And the irony, I'm wearing my uh, webcast beacon shirt today. <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't worry. The, sh- the show's dead. Yeah, I oh. know. <laughs> and it's it's you know it's, you know Fess has lots of quirks, and I make he fun does. of him because of it because he makes it so easy to make fun of him because he just he, he uh the the thing is he 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 is the paramount of double standards on all sorts of shit, you know? <laughs> because because one time uh, Neil and I were on an episode with him with Kitty Hawk. Mm-hmm. on the beacon and neil says well i got some you know remember this is time this is material you know you know right. in the next couple two weeks this is happening right you know, it fest on the episode for a month oh my yeah God. and we ended up posting the episode ourselves just because i wanted it to be out there right and he got all pissy about it and admittedly we could have just recorded our own version of it but you yeah, know that's it, true. what happened happened but right but i i was just like Look, Fess, you you make excuses for people who do this all the time, and then we do it to you, and suddenly it's a it's a it's a great tragedy. Yeah, he oh, talked about funny. how we stole his material, his <laughs> copyrighted material, and, oh, and how geez. we stole how we how we stole ad revenue from him. He actually said that he said we we stole ad revenue from him. Oh my lord! And he yeah. starts sending IMs like, Ben, do you know what Neil's doing? Neil's going all renegade. I'm like, I'm okay with what Neil's doing. <laughs> And then he, and then he's like getting us a conference call. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna talk yeah. about this without Neil. And Neil finally came and drops, you know, says one sentence and then drops the mic. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing oh, is, the drama. It wasn't even like I see. I I, I won't take all the blame because I wasn't alone right. in this. In this, it was like right. Ben came to me independently and said, "So when are we putting the episode up ourselves?" And I'm like, "Well, I was kind of thinking about it." Yeah. So <laughs> somehow he thought, well, Neil's name was on the post, therefore it was all Neil's idea. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. <sighs> and I said I was totally okay with it. I told Fest, no, no, no I'm okay with this. I, I, there's not an issue with this. And Fest was right. like, all pissy. And I was like, yeah. okay, well. And then Neil dropped the mic. Neil's like, listen, ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah because – Every year, well, every year that I've done the comic, I always have like an April Fool's Day prank, and this year's was pretty good. And oh, I was yeah, like, I got, I got, my comic's coming back, and it'll be, it'll be back late March or early April. You uh-huh. know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Guess what's gonna happen? And, right. and 
he didn't release the episode, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's aggravating. <laughs> so, so we released, we didn't do anything to the episode other than time compression, where it took right. all, all the awkward pauses. Yeah, right. Which and is Fess like is like, nothing. Fess is like, you're cutting stuff out or stuff like that. He's like. <laughs> And he says, he says, I'll release my own audio of, the, of your Teen Titans episode. And we're like, go ahead. <laughs> we didn't edit bad arguments into your mouth. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And he's always like that. It's it, The weird right. thing is, his whole thing is, you should share everything until it's my stuff. And then all of a sudden, I have control over it. Why is that so common online? I've noticed this. I don't know. It, it, the thing is, it's the mentality of if you're stealing from someone big, it's okay. But if you're stealing from yeah, it's not right. It's it's like those weird YouTubers, like uh, fucking uh, like uh, you know DSP. I was talking about in the pre-show. He right. does the same shit where it's like he shows whole game footage of a whole game he plays. But if you like <laughs> take his footage, like where he's complaining about Metal Gear Solid, where he's playing oh, Metal Gear Solid right. like a running gun. Number right. one, he's playing it like a runner gun, and and then he's complaining about these crappy controls. Oh my god, why are they looking for me? It's like because <laughs> you just ran around shooting people, dumbass. He right. Takes footage of his playthrough, <laughs> and, 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 and like have like comments that show up, you know, like annotations show up because you're doing this, dumbass. <laughs> up, and then all of a sudden he like does cease and desist through YouTube on. It. It's like, oh lord. Yeah. Because when he when he's doing when he's doing it to uh, to to uh, Kojima, it's okay. But when they're doing it to him, oh, err. right. It's like, um, I don't think you have a much of a leg to stand on on that one, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's why I'm like, you, you know, Kitty Hawk has a very liberal stance on copyright, but the thing yeah. is, she is consistent with it. That's true. If her own stuff is stolen, when her own shit is stolen, she's consistent with it in that she's like, I don't think I really own it, is, is her stance. I don't there agree with her stance, but she's consistent all the way through. Yeah, at least she's consistent. And that's that's that, I can respect her because of that. Oh, absolutely. But but when you have people like Fessworks or Dark Side Phil, it's it's that whole I can steal from someone who's rich, but right. it's wrong. Yeah. And that that's an inconsistent view. It, it's it, it's it's convenience in, in morals based off of what makes me money right now. It, it's right. Work, start with conclusion and you work backwards to make your conclusion okay. Right. Right. And and Neil and I have known tons of people like this who steal oh, sure. shit all the time. It's like Neil doesn't feel that copyright's a hundred percent, but he does agree with some intellectual rights. Not all. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm, I'm pretty close to what kitty hawk believes but i'm see i I look at i look at uh i look at the artist as being the uh the uh being the investment not not the not the character or the content of what they create so it's like it kind of frustrates me to see like the reason why i believe this is it kind of frustrates me to see you know cartoon network and nickelodeon put so much value into their characters and treat the treat the creators as like disposable yeah, that it's is like, frustrating. Yeah. Oh, we don't have Gendy anymore to do uh to do right. uh, you know what was it, Dexter's laboratory, so let's get yeah. scrub to do it and it wasn't it wasn't as good in the third and fourth season. No, it, was terrible. it wasn't. Right. And I understand that, but, <laughs> right. but the way I see it is is, you know, it's if if it's one way, it's one way. It's you yeah. can't have yeah. both ways. And yeah, exactly. And, and like I said, Neil and I have known people who want to have their cake and eat it too. It's like yeah. they want to have the protection, 
that the law like the big boys have, but they want right. to steal from the big boys at the same time. Yeah, it's like no, that doesn't make it okay. <laughs> it's like they they want to they want to like show a whole comic book, but if you show them showing a whole comic book, then all of a sudden you are a horrible person and <laughs> and, and I need to burn in hell. <laughs> and and you know and and you're taking away their ad revenue. Right. It's it's like wow does that make sense? It's and, and the thing is when people make these arguments they're making arguments that are very similar to the Jamie Kellner argument. Oh, Jamie Kellner. And, and the thing is the Jamie Kellner argument is a flawed argument that everyone in the world agrees he's a crank. <laughs> but if you're some asshole YouTuber making the Jamie Kellner argument because you do some stupid skit, all of a sudden people like buy it and if you point out the Jamie Kellner argument they say well that's different because Jamie Kellner's this big guy and, and what's his name's a small guy it's like no oh my it's God. So basically <laughs> Jamie Kellner is the ultimate technophobe it's it's like oh my god wow. here's this here's this piece of technology i didn't predict when i when i started so therefore i'm going to do everything i can to squish it oh and no I'm talking so about DVRs. oh no and, here's ad block i didn't predict this yeah someone <laughs> wow. invented the DVR oh no what am i going to do now Jeez. Like, change so your business. Right? <laughs> change it so you can accommodate that and maybe make more money? Yeah. Or, or actually have not. as part of the ad, but actually say, you know, when you introduce the show and show the show credits, say, brought to you by Johnson & Johnson. Yeah, like they used to do way back in the day. And that way you get – that way you announced who brought the, – the, who funded the show, and that way right. they mentioned during the show itself and not in a commercial, and that way you get some ad revenue. Exactly. Yes. Adapt. Don't die. Right. It's like it's – like, I think the same arguments were, were had like when VCRs came out because yeah. you could set the timers. Yeah, yeah. Like, Amy Kellner is, is actually such a fucking crank. He says that if you go to the bathroom – during a commercial break, you are stealing that shit. Oh, oh yeah, that he, guy. Did, did he say that? Because I he think that was that. okay. Somebody, I know somebody said that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Because I, I had made a similar kind of like, uh, kind of like a spoof argument that whereas, you know, if you take if you take uh, Jamie Kellner's position to to the fullest extent, then it's ba he's basically saying you're a criminal if you turn your head away from the TV during a commercial. Yeah, like. Fucking asshole. <laughs> you know? And like I said, lots of people are making this ad blocker argument now. It's like it's the same argument. Yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't change it because you're your what's his name idiot asshole reviewer on Blip and say, oh, it's a different it's the same argument. Yeah. It's the exactly. same argument. Just like Jamie Kellner had to adapt or die, you have to adapt or die too. Right. It's not the end of the world. Oh, my and, God. And the irony is that those people got where they were by uh, adapting to newer technology. It's like, oh, yeah. Blip, Blip gave us the ability to be popular, whereas, you know, if this was the 1980s where there is no Internet, like these people would be, you know, working at the window at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> right. So don't don't blame technology because technology gave you the venue. Yeah. Right. Yes, it's it's biting a hand that feeds you, or not counting on this being a a uh, a temporary model, or not count, or, or not adapting your model to fit as time changes. I mean, the internet moves at the fastest pace that we've ever seen entertainment technology move. I mean, right. five years ago, if you said Netflix would be making original programming, you would yeah. say, you would call me fucking crazy. Right. But look at them; they are making original programming. Yeah. 
and so far they're doing a pretty decent job of it too. Yes, and that's it's amazing. And that's what I'm saying is is Netflix is adapting. Netflix isn't saying we're going to rely yeah. on the teat of of Warner Brothers and Disney and right. Vibe trickling stuff to us. We're going to make our own stuff. We have enough money, we can make our own stuff. We got right. Kevin Spacey to star our own stuff. Yeah. Holy crap. Hulu's doing the same thing, too. It's like they aren't relying on the old model. They are making a new model. Right. You, you can't you can't rely on the old model existing. You can't. And, and that's why shit like the Nostalgia Crick is dying, because, number one, Doug Walker ran out of nostalgic shit to talk about. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you adapt or you die. And, and the sad thing is they die. But while they're right. dying, they, they're, 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 they're turning to their fans, guilt-tripping their fans that got into this point. Yeah, this is and, and saying, saying, please keep us afloat for a while longer. <laughs> I mean, I know. It, it, the sad thing is every media does this. Star Trek does this. It was like, you know, please watch Into Darkness. Right. That it's actually wasn't Rath a bad movie. It's pretty much the Wrath of Khan again. It is. It is. I, I did know. I did realize that. Um Pretty much from the get go, but it's except, not a bad. Movie. Except you had Spock go, go. Yes, I know. Oh. Yeah, that was kind of like, hey guys, but whatever. It, it actually wasn't a bad movie. Just it was because. an action movie set in the Star Trek universe. Yeah. But the thing you want to know, even with Into Darkness, what mm -hmm. number one grossing Star Trek movie ever was. I don't remember. Please tell me it was number four. It was, was number four. It was the movie that didn't have the Enterprise that that was about saving two fucking whales. That was awesome. <laughs> that was seriously my favorite movie. I remember that seeing was that the highest gross it. Star Trek movie of all time. <laughs> that was a damn good movie too. I remember so, seeing that in the theater when I was a kid. So think, think about that. Think about that. The the one that doesn't fit with the Star Trek formula, that's the most experimental, most like the TV show, Yeah. is the highest grossing movie. Exactly. So why are they making the rest of the Maxi movies? I don't, I don't know. know. Idiots. <laughs> I mean, isn't that kind of funny, though? It is. It is, yeah. I mean, it's... Uh... The sad thing is, 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 uh, is Plinkett is right about that, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, Plinkett's also a case of, you know, Plinkett is one of those internet reviewers that actually understands the changing model and is adapting to it. Well, that's, that's smart. Because, you know, before all he had was red letter, you know, media, regular review, Plinkett reviews, mm -hmm. where, you know, he shows a lot of copyrighted material. And the thing is, when when LucasArts gave him the shutdown, he he went to a lawyer, and the lawyer says, "Dude, you so you showed the whole movie. You're, you're screwed." <laughs> right. But to Lucas's credit, he did eventually allow him to have the video back up again. True, but yeah. the thing is, if you rely on the good only on the goodwill, yeah. right, content holder, you are in a bad place. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And, and realize that, so he created Half in the Bag, which is, was a much more traditional review medium, yeah. where mm -hmm. he had two people talking for five minutes about one movie. And that's starting to grow on nice. me, actually, especially the one where they do uh, – oh, it's not actually in, in, the, uh, in their fiction universe. It's like, it's like the Wheel of Bad Movies or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. That, I love that. <laughs> and like I said, it's, it's much more of a traditional review medium where it's just two people talking about a movie versus – Versus, you know, walking you through the movie, yeah. showing right. every scene, every major scene, talking about it, you know, making weird jokes. It's two people talking about a movie. 
They're, they they might be in character, but they are talking about a movie. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's the thing. Plinkett is adapting. He's not going to die. Right. Yet. Yeah. We don't know if this is going to fail. This is not know if it's going to succeed, but we know he is seeing it and he is changing. Right. Yeah, speaking that, of people who don't like to adapt to new mediums, there was one example in the webcomic universe. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember uh, Squiddy, the, the guy who did Amadis Destiny. I remember getting into so many arguments remember. with that guy because he would he would go after people who would use his his characters as forum avatars, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You're 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 punishing your fans. You, you're not gonna, you're gonna you're gonna burn yourself out. You're not gonna be making comics in like two years. And of course, now he's not making comics anymore. He kind of like <laughs> he, he kind of rage quit the internet. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I'm like, you're. It, and it's one of those. It was one of those where he, he even like got on bad side of Penny Arcade. And, oh, like, that's not the, good. Because it was the Penny Arcade forum, which was the big one he was going after. And when they dismissed his concern, he started to bitch and moan about how nobody's paying attention to him. And uh, there was this one blog post where one of the guys goes, "Oh, he wants attention. We'll give him attention." So a link to his website was put on the front page of Penny Arcade. <laughs> and anyone who's had that done to them knows. Uh, you get flooded instantly, and so Squiddy's website crashed for like a day. Oh, nice. We will have more of our conversation with Ren of Marshmallow Surprise in a supplementary episode. 